Ethan Hunt will be your point man, as usual. He is now in Kiev and will rendezvous in Prague at a safe house of your choosing. As always, should you or any member of your IM force be caught or killed, the Secretary will disavow all knowledge of your actions. This tape will self-destruct in five seconds. Good luck, Jim. Welcome back to another episode of Shut Up and Refill My Popcorn. Today's episode is all about Mission Impossible 2. That's right, we're going Scientology on this motherfucker. Going into a a Ted Cruz. What the fuck? Tom Cruise. Nah, man, we ain't going to Cancun, y'all. We staying right here in Texas. So sit still, stay put, sit put. Damn, I'm fucking this intro. But I mean, I ain't, you know what? Fuck it. I'm putting it in. Because better to laugh at it later on <laughs> than to complain about it and redo the whole chinga that I. So sit back, relax, put on your shades because this message is about to self destruct. Uh, after a word from our sponsor. Welcome back, guys. Like I said in the intro, we are going to dive into Mission Impossible 2. So let's get started. Now, we start this movie off with the main plotline of, of this Camara... I'm going to fuck it up. Camara virus, Carmela, this virus that the scientists behind it are, are working on it feels that the company feels something shady going on so he reaches out to his boy Ethan Hunt who he calls Dimitri for some fucking reason they call this motherfucker Dimitri uh, they don't explain it in the movie maybe he gave him a false uh, name whatever he he reaches out to Ethan Hunt played by Tom Cruise of course who I mean let's just do a little backstory mission impossible 1996 was when the first one came out, and that motherfucker was, blew everybody away. I mean, that whole scene has been parodied of him dangling, you know, not touching the floors. It's been parodied to nauseam. Um, Based on a TV show from, I want to say the 70s, 60s, 70s, an old-ass TV show. I had never seen it, and then I believe, not to get into the plotline of the first movie... But one of the main characters of the TV show ends up being the villain or something. I don't know. Google that shit. I'm talking about the sequel. Out of six or seven, I think they're filming the seventh one. But out of all these films, I mean, they're all action-packed. They're 
highly entertaining, but out of all of them, Mission Impossible 2 has probably the lowest rank amongst them. And if you wonder how I kind of figure out what movies to talk about, what, you know, how we gauge it, I do a lot of Google, you know, rank each movie research, and then I go down to Rotten Tomatoes, Metacritic, and kind of gauge, you know, which ones to kind of talk about, and then sometimes I throw out a poll on my Twitter account, and hopefully people kind of share it and, you know, put their two cents in there and help me kind of, like, okay, well, this movie and that one. But, I mean, as action-packed as this movie is, and, uh, you know, dudes like action, what can I say? Shit blowing up, car chases, gunfights, it's pretty, it's pretty fucking, it's pretty dope. Um, so, anyways, a scientist, he reaches out to Ethan Hunt, he infects himself with the virus, but he has the antidote. And there's like a 20, you have 20 hours before the symptoms cannot be, uh, you know, have 20, you have 20 hours to uh, get the antidote or administer the antidote before there's no turning back. And so he's flying and he's, you know, basically thinking he's talking to Ethan Hunt saying, you know, we need to, we need, you know, figure out what's going on. And this is, you know, he's not really talking to Ethan Hunt. Now, one of the things of Mission Impossible is they do a lot of disguises, revealing their face, and, oh, you're not talking to so-and-so, you're actually talking to this dude, which is Ethan Hunt, because he did in the first movie, so when they do the reveal in this one in the airplane, where it's not Ethan, excuse me, it's not Ethan Hunt, it's a fellow IMF agent by the name of Sean something, but he goes rogue, he... I guess within the company and this and that used to double for Ethan and then they send him in the company excuse me sends him in because Ethan is on vacation and we're going to get to that in a second because that really it's really trippy but so they send him in as his double to, to figure out what's going on and get the information or whatever and this dude goes rogue blows up the plane or like makes it you know crash into the himalayas or whatever some mountains him and his crew escape and that's when we get to where ethan's at and where we find tom cruise this motherfucker is free i don't know what you call it but he's climbing in the sahara he's he's climbing rocks with no fucking you know uh uh ropes or i don't even do rock climbing like not even at a you know, at downtown, you know, rock climbing R Us or whatever, where you, you know, you that, I mean, the closest thing I ever came to climbing rocks in that way with the shit on the walls is at the playground when I used to take my niece and nephew to go play, and that was years ago, and trying climbing up on that, that stupid wall that's, that makes shit, whatever, and so, I mean, I don't think, I mean, I, I hate heights. If it's not a steady uh, platform or anything, like ladders after a certain amount of height and if like I don't know like I'm at the like the top with like two or three steps I am not going above sh- my shoulders up those last few steps fuck that I don't care if a billion people are holding it still fuck that I hate heights but I don't mind climbing stairs who figure uh, or like going up to like the uh, towers of America and stuff and looking out that shit's dope 
because I know I ain't gonna fucking fall. So, fuck that. This dude's climbing a rock. He's on vacation. He didn't even tell the company that, hey, I'm gonna take a day off or I'm gonna be here. He just fucking went. And that's why they were in that predicament in the beginning. The coolest thing is how, like, the Mission Impossible, your mission, this mission will self-destruct in five seconds or whatever after giving the details. Uh, I think that's where it comes from. I've, as a kid, I used to see that in Inspector Gadget. That always, the the chief would always blow up in the trash can or whatever. But he's got these cool-ass sunglasses. Or he makes it to the top, and then this helicopter's, like, whizzing around. And it's the company that found him, so they shoot, like, this little rocket canister and it reveals that it's his mission in the form of fucking sunglasses so he puts them on and he gets his uh i guess his information or you know the shit that's ready to go and um excuse me fucking text message i need to put this shit on stop all right so now he gets the lowdown that he has to he can recruit whoever he wants for his you know three team member or his squad or whatever any other two but the third member of his team has to be uh mia this cat burglar played by oh not off the top of my head uh i want to say she was in chronicles of riddick uh she played that uh carl urban's wife oh man we'll come back to it in a minute so he has to recruit her she's a former girlfriend of uh sean the bad guy and he can pick whoever the other two members he wants so when he goes to recruit her he um it's it's just a little weird comedy like Tom Cruise really isn't a com- comedic actor I mean maybe his younger days I don't know but here it's just he's he's trying to I don't know if he's trying to woo her or sway her but he's trying to recruit her and like I said, she's a cat burglar, so she's got a past or whatever. She's got a a record or uh, what do you call it? A rap sheet, whatever. And Mia is played by Thadwe... I can't even say her fucking name. <laughs> Thadwe Newton. Uh, very attractive chick. I've seen her in, like I said, Chronicles of Riddick. She's been in... That's where she comes out in Westworld. Norbert, Pursuit of Happiness, Rock and Roll, Rolla, uh, Google her. You'll you recognize, you know who she is. And uh, they have a car chase after, you know, he tricks her or whatever. And this car chase is like the worst. Like, you have to be the worst driver. <laughs> Just stop. What the fuck? They almost go over the cliff. She almost fucking really, really is thrown out of her car but he saves her or she's dangling by the somehow by the door and that's the thing with john woo man his movies are fucking action like this was this was actually pre fast and furious because that came out in 2001 but uh i mean john woo shit his list of movies off the top of my head i can't even i'm trying to i'm googling that shit but i can't even i'm not not even off the top of my head i cannot but He's face off. Okay, I knew face off. Okay, it was. Uh, what the fuck is this? Hard Target with Rob, uh, Rob Van Dam, John Claude Van Dam. That's the wrestler. Uh, John Claude Van Dam, The Killer, eighty nine, A Better Tomorrow. These are all eighties. What's what's something recent? I know he has something recent. Shit. Anyways, so 
and I like Face Off. Face Off is pretty dope. Um, where was I? Oh, so he saves her life. Next thing you know, they're banging. <laughs> you know, because he's a spy, man. It's got that that mystique of you know, like James Bond style shit. You know, he he's a he's a ladies man. Um, so so now he has to tell her. Or he he goes and gets more information on his mission or what he needs to find out, and I think this is the only time Anthony Hopkins has been in the franchise. I don't think he's in any of the sequels. I know he was in the first one, and so it was cool to see him and and uh, Tom Cruise in this movie. He gives him the lowdown that the way for her to infiltrate and this and that is that she has to be arrested. He's gonna figure it out and this and that. And he's going to save her, you know, bail her out and stuff. So, they have that going. He's not He's not having it. Because I think he's falling for her. Or not really falling, but he's like, he's infatuated. He's been banging her and shit. And then, uh, but like, they're starting to, st- you're starting to see feelings. And so, she infiltrates his, uh, as Sean by him. Uh, Sean's compound. Because he's like, and still in love with, because he used to date and they broke up six months, blah, blah, blah. She moved on. He didn't. So he still loves her. So she infiltrates there. And his right-hand man is like, dude, don't you think it's kind of fishy that all of a sudden now she's coming back? Like, she's she's got to be working for the company. Blah, and, like, he's... No. Like, he's basically... His friends know the truth, and he knows the truth, but he doesn't want to actually face it. So he's like, no, I don't think so. I think she she's really grateful and... You know, gonna make it work, blah blah blah. And so while this is going down, Ethan gets his other two guys uh, on the team, which is Ving Rames. What it do, baby boy? Uh, Ving Rames. Then another guy by the name of oh, what was his name? Billy Bird or Billy Billy something? Billy Baird, played by John Polson, and Luther Strickwell, who's played by Ving Rames. Um. Now, Sean Ambrose is the name of the bad guy who's played by Doug Ray Scott. He's been in a few other things. I'm trying to pull stuff up on what he's been in. Uh, Taken 3. Uh, he was in Hitman from 2007. That's a pretty good movie. I like that one. Um, Back to Mission Impossible. So, he's got his team. They're situated. She's got a tracking device on her that's undetectable or whatever. Um... Uh, they go in to figure out what's going on. So they, there's this scene at the racetrack where they um, they see Sean is talking to the I think it's called Biotech, some some company that manufactured the Camaro virus and the antidote. And Sean is trying to infiltrate his plan, I guess, and talk. To, and so. Ethan sees a guy, they uh, abduct him, basically, they abduct him, and then they do a running kind of, like, face, fake face, he puts on the, the disguise of the scientist, excuse me, from the beginning of the movie, and this dude is, like, hooked up to the hospital, like, he thinks he's gonna die because they told him that he's been infected with the virus, which he didn't, and so they're just tricking him to get, you know, all, what, the information they can for the mission while this is going on sean is disguised again as ethan hunt uh to kind of trick nia to to basically 
verify his suspicions or whatever that she's working with Ethan Hunt. And be at the racetrack, Ethan told her, you know, uh, we need to get you out of there. We'll get you that as soon as possible. So, you know, so she's expecting him to extract her. Well, he tells her, no, you got to stay, get close to him, this and that. And then so he's like, you need to go. So she goes back into the house, and then that's when he pulls his mask off, and he's like all like heartbroken and pissed and just like, oh, my God, I can't believe I fell for that stupid shit, blah, blah, blah. And then Ethan gets his information. He reveals his mask. Like, we got to go in there and destroy all the virus, all the Camara viruses and get the antidote, blah, blah, blah. And so the big oh shit stunt moment has come. The building has like these weird ventilators at the top that close at sundown. And if they're open for more than 40 seconds after sundown, the alarms go off. So Ethan does his dun 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 dun. His deal, he jumps out the helicopter, goes straight through the vents, makes it to the bottom, kind of does like his little, you know, like, almost touching it you know like the way his uh the way he if you're watching that's ain't even a video podcast but if there was you'd be seeing me with my hands up like i'm uh, i'm gonna hit the floor he he detaches the rope and he got like i said 40 seconds the rope makes it past and he's in then he has to go radio silent because he's making his way to the laboratory and he's killing off all the viruses that they have made with heat and everything until one of them, he's, he has like a flashback or he has like a thought of like, maybe this is what uh, the scientist dude was talking about. And I'm trying to bring up that character's name. Dr. Fuck. Dr. Nekrovich. Played by R- R- Rod Serbenzuju. Yeah. Google. Yeah. Google it. Anyway, so he kills everything, but he has like a little like a moment where he's like well maybe this is why he he infected himself or whatever the bad guys come in start a gunfight boom 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 glasses everywhere broken but um he reveals that to ethan that we know nia's been working with you we know she's a you know she's your little rat or whatever and then he has her go pick up uh the last virus is in like a like a pistol syringe thing so he goes, she goes to pick it up. She turns around and she just says, fuck it. She snakes herself with the virus. Ethan's like, what the fuck? Blah, blah, blah. He sets his watch to 20 hours because I think he was going to infect himself. I think, I, yeah, yeah. He was going to infect himself and then go get the antivirus or something. like. But she just went ahead and said, nope, I'm good. Click. So, he tells her, you know, you got 20 hours, I'm going to save you. And the weird thing about it is, we never see this bitch. Like, I've, I haven't seen the third one, I've seen parts of it, and I've seen the later ver- the later uh, sequels. But I don't see her ever again. We don't, they make it seem like, oh, happily ever after, we're going to have a family. No, bitches, she ain't even, I don't even think she's mentioned, like, a typical, almost like a typical Bond movie. Like, do you, is there any mention of Bond uh, uh, women in the movie after they were in or whatever? I don't even think. And so, so he's like, I'm going to save you. And I'm just like, why? 
Why are you gonna? I mean, I get you're gonna save her. Uh, but you gotta kill the virus. Like she's liable to spread this shit. To, you know, like this, and, and then all this takes place in Sydney, Australia. So, I mean, what the fuck? So they go and uh, what you call it? The biotech owner, CEO, whatever is it played by Brendan Gleeson. His character is John C. McCloy. And so when Simon, or Simon, when Sean goes to basically ransom him for the antidote and the virus or whatever to get it back he tells him i don't want just 30 million dollars from you i want stocks i want stock options you know i don't you know his plan is to have her spread the virus create this huge pandemic to where since they can they're the only company to manufacture an antidote anti-antidote whatever you say it that that shit will skyrocket the stocks and will be worth billions for stockholders. Now stop for a second and think about that. This is a movie and I'm not trying to pull my, you know, tinfoil hat conspiracy theory out the closet or nothing. I'm just saying if this movie 20 years ago had this storyline and this bad guy had this plan Imagine if that shit was like real and like the shit we went through this last year. Like imagine if the vaccine, you know what I mean? Like, like I'm not saying it's one person or like this shit makes you think that's like, it's crazy. Um, so yeah, so that was his plan. Of course, Ethan Hunt saves the world. Fuck your plan. Boom, boom. I'll save you. He, they have this huge fucking gunfight. They like the scene uh, where he tricks Sean like with the two masks, like his boy, his right hand man, who he for some reason cuts his fucking finger, his pinky off. Uh, tricks Sean into think that he is the Ethan Hunt, and he's captured Ethan Hunt. But in reality, they he just put a mask, like he did a fucking face off. <laughs> so. He's running. He's running away with the vaccine and uh, the virus or the blood sample from Nia, Naya, whatever. And then he jumps on a bike and he just. And then that's the action starts, baby. Just fucking car chases, explosions, shooting dudes out of windows, having this crazy motorcycle face-off at the end where the motorcycle they jump. I don't ride a motorcycle. But the, I mean, every, of course, everything was wires and this and that. But the, that looked weird as fuck. Like that's just something that like, you probably do when, like, as a kid, and you're, you know, you're playing and this and that. And next thing you know, yo, fly off to my motorcycle back. They, fucking, the motorcycles explode. They grab a hold of each other. They fall, at least two stories down. I don't know onto some sand. I guess it's cushioned enough so you don't fucking break nothing. Uh, they have their fight. Uh, at the time, Nia like says, "Fuck it, I only got like an hour, left, you know, before this shit, you know, is irreversible. I'm just gonna kill myself." So she goes to like the high cliff, and right before she jumps or she's thinking about it, Ving Rhames and the other dude show up, save her, and mate, basically take her to Ethan because he has the antidote. She's just chilling, and uh, he's about to kill the dude, but he doesn't. He walks away. He he somehow has a gun. He's like, you should have killed me. 
and like instead of just going pop 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 there's like a fucking long like five minute delay or something ethan sees like the wind uh uh I don't know if it was his gun or what, but there's a gun on in the sand that the wind kind of like dusted it off. And now Ethan's like, this motherfucker's going down. Like in some weird wild, wild west bullshit. Ving, he throws Ving Rhames, the antidote, kicks the gun or the dirt. It flies up high enough for him to like do this twist in like jump, fall down some crazy ass twist shit. Grabs the gun. Now, during before the motorcycle, Ethan was trying to get uh, all that shit. He was escaping. He was going to jump in the helicopter. Well, a dude comes up, starts shooting at the helicopter. He says, go ahead. He's running away from the gunfire. Somehow, he's got perfect aim because he just makes pop, pop, pop. And he shoots the dude and a bunch of fucking hydrogen canisters, which for some reason are all over the fucking place. But, uh... So that's it. He gives the, the the antidote. He talks to his boss, Anthony Hopkins. He says, you know what? Or Anthony's like, hey, you know, uh, you're supposed to bring a sample of the virus, you know, along with the antidote or whatever. It's surprising that it was destroyed in the chaos or whatever. And he's just like, yeah, I know. It, shit happens. All right, I'm going to go on vacation again. Bye. See you later. And then he meets his... Nia, whatever, in the park, and they walk off, and he's just like, "Yay, I'm happy." And that's the end of the movie. <laughs> that's the end of the fucking movie. Um, I I don't know. I mean, it's not a shit show. It's not a bad movie. Just, you know, it's just like I said. You know, you know the gimmick. I talk about the worst sequel installment of a movie franchise and actor franchise. So. Yeah, I mean, shit, I want to see, now I want to see, rewatch the first one and all the other movies, because it's been a while since I've seen the first one, and I've never really seen the third one beginning to end, and I think the last real one I watched was Ghost Protocol, so there's a few of them I haven't seen, um, but originally, Mission Impossible 2 was the only one I've ever seen, like, I never saw the first one, this was before the third one came out, and I just remember, yeah, Mission Impossible 2, because it used to come out on the movie channel, and all that, so I was like, oh, it's cool, but, yeah, go check it out, I think it's streaming on Paramount Plus, which, I don't know if anybody has any issue, I mean, this, speaking for me, I have a bad issue with watching uh, the Clarice and the Stand on Paramount Plus, there's a lot of buffering, I don't know if it's just me, all my other streaming apps work fine, everything's good, it's just that one fucking app, so, they need to step that shit up, get some more servers in that motherfucking building. So, that's going to be it, guys. Stay tuned for the outro, where I'm going to lay down some knowledge. Peace. What's up, everybody? I hope y'all are enjoying the episode or have enjoyed the episode, depending on where I put this spot out. But do me a favor. Head over to Teespring. Use promo code TikTok for 25% off your order. Help a brother out. Enjoy the rest of the episode and your day. Peace. That's it, guys. That is the podcast. That is the episode. That ain't the podcast. That's the episode. Uh, thank you so much for checking it out, clicking the link. So please like and subscribe on your podcast player. On YouTube, of course, I throw some stuff out there. Go check out those videos. 
and a cool thing that I'm doing is I joined a, the Amazon affiliate site, meaning I can throw out links for items you can purchase, like if I say talk about my mic or whatever, but if you want to check this movie out, I have a link that will send you to the, I guess it's the video prime area, you can watch this movie. I mean, you can buy it. I suggest you just rent the motherfucker because I don't want to be responsible for you buying a shit movie. <laughs> and I want to be, I don't want to take that responsibility. But if you want to check it out, you know, of course, I've rented movies on Amazon before. It's pretty easy. Um, and I'm, I'm sure they'll shoot me, it's affiliate link, so they'll shoot me some Skrilla back, hopefully. But go check it out link in the description of course check out all the other links and my link tree that'll take you to this all the podcast feeds all the social media check me out on tiktok i'm doing the tiktok thing i know but uh, a lot of crazy stuff i have on in my mind that i want to put out there uh, i think uno bling is gonna it's gonna put out a music video or, or a song i don't know but nonetheless thank you so much for checking it out of course if you ain't laughing You ain't living, baby. Nanu, nanu. Peace.